whispers, sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime treat. Hello, <laughs> and I'm really excited today because this is episode 16. I mean, excuse me. I'm making such a big deal that it's episode 17 and then I say the wrong number. Episode 17 of Kristen Whispers Sonnets. And the reason that I um, am so excited about the number 17 is that when I was going to record this episode, I was I always figure out, you know, like the day before, you know, sometimes it's a few days before um, what I'm going to talk about. And I had always been wanting to do, since I started this, a Twin Peaks episode because it's one of my favorite shows and I recently was an editor or co-editor for an anthology called These Poems Are Not What They Seem, um, which was Twin Peaks um, poetry that was um, published by APEP Publications and um, it was like a childhood dream because um, Twin Peaks for me was such a um, revelation in my childhood because it, um, made me feel like my story, because I was a 17-year-old girl when that came out, a 17-year-old girl who was abused, and much like Laura Palmer, though I didn't, um, have as, um, crazy of, um, uh, existence as she did at that time otherwise besides you know I, I didn't work in a brothel or um hadn't even experimented with drugs at that time because I was a very um sheltered in my abuse but I related to all those feelings that led her to do those things and I felt such um joy that David Lynch you know valued that point of view and kind of understood that pain of a teenage girl and um how how um maddening sexual abuse is and um I definitely felt I mean you know even to this day I feel like you know there are ways that it affects me and um you know everyone is different in that regard I I think I go I've gone through such different phases in my own life of like anger and um right now I feel like I'm in this um kind of place where I want to be very protected and I feel very delicate and I'm embracing that and um for the first time instead of like throwing myself out to be abused more which was a phase I went through for a long period of my life and feeling like that's what I was designed for I, I don't feel like that now and I think that's such an improvement but but at the time of um, being a teenager, I really related to the chaos that was Laura Palmer's existence because that's how my soul felt, you know. And um, I, I just felt he nailed that depiction. And also in the book, Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, which his own daughter, he um, had right when she was only 22 years old, um, I, I used to carry that book around with me like a scripture, you know, and I would took a psychology class in high school and that um, I remember quoting things from it in, in my dual enrollment psychology class I took at the school, but a, a college teacher came and taught it. And I, I'm sure I set off some alarm bells, you know, there um, in the way that I related to that character, but I, um, it just felt 
at least, um, you know, if even if you're going to suffer, if you feel like somebody understands what you're going through, it takes a little layer of that loneliness of suffering away. And I definitely, um, I'm so thankful to David Lynch, you know, for what he did with that story. And I wrote some poems, I've written several, many poems about Twin Peaks because of that myself. And one of them is called The Secret Society of Laura Palmer's. And it is about how I relate to Laura Palmer. And then in a way I don't relate to Jennifer Lynch because even though she is the author of The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer and she did such a good job of writing that book, she did not have, I, to my knowledge, I mean, I've never heard her say this and I have no reason to you know, think it, but I don't think that it came from her own personal experience. She seemed to have a good relationship with her father. And that was always kind of mind blowing to me because when I wrote about it, it came from my own experience and to, but her writing felt so authentic to me. So, you know, it was just a revelation. I was like, what a good writer can do at times, you know, to inhabit a character, even if it's far removed from them. So here is The Secret Society of Laura Palmer's for Jennifer Lynch, author of The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. Our fathers make us Laura's, yours with art, mine with his heart. We're their transcriptionists, the obscenities of seventeen. Hearts they have, mine hidden, yours bidden by Lynch himself to just be Laura Palmer. Though you are his own daughter and 22, somehow he knew you would imbue his show with orgiastic veracity. You speak Rip Page Diary to me. Small beach town girl, opened up some nights. Spread like fire, deprive books, fingers, flashlights, to be a piece of demonology who he acquired through genealogy to take apart. Your father only used you for your art. And the next poem I'm going to read has a lot to do with, um, you know, there's so many film noir aspects in Twin Peaks, though at the time that I first watched it, when I was in high school, I was not... Um, you know, acquainted really with, um, you know, literate of like film terminologies and things like that. I don't think I really knew about film noir, but, um, you know, now definitely, you know, it's like how something that you watch from your childhood and you get so many more layers when you're older and a little more educated. But, um, Teresa Banks definitely, um, was a film noir, you know, trope, um, where she was a waitress who, um, Laura Palmer, um, when she, when her body washes up wrapped in plastic from a body of water, she's not the first girl we find out that's ended up that way. Not even the first blonde girl. Um, there's Teresa Banks who was not in Laura's town, but somewhat close. And she, um, had, um, been a waitress and obviously had a rough life too in a different way than Laura Palmer a little more um you know lived in a trailer park and you know wasn't financially privileged although you know financial privilege doesn't mean that much when you're um 
being sexually abused. So, you know, they definitely were both suffering. And um, as the story goes on, um, we find out, you know, little details about her. And I wrote this, this poem kind of to talk about some of that. Teresa Banks is dead. A waitress with an arm gone dead. Fingertips and lips of red. He craves his daughter. You'll do instead. By jade promise ring to death you're wed. Look just like my Laura, half broken heart. Ask teen prostitutes who their daddies are. Detective work inside your trailer park begets his first blonde piece of plastic art. And, you know, Teresa Banks, um, I wrote this poem because it was a few years ago when I was first getting back to writing and I had found out that the actress who played her had passed away. And, you know, I, I have so, such attachment to like so many different characters in the show. And so I wanted to write something about her character. And that's why I wrote that poem. But, you know, it's just a show that's like so rich in characterization. There are so many different characters and they remind you of people that you knew from small towns and then also just people you would never imagine it's because that's the great thing about David Lynch is it's the real and the surreal mixed together like the waking world and the dream world and we are big fans of the dream world at Kristen Whisper Sonnets that's how we end every show is curled up in a blanket preparing ourselves to give ourselves over to the dream world because that is where the rich richest imagery um, for an artist, I believe, comes from, and so many questions are answered. And I'm not a religious person, but I do believe so much in um, spirituality, and I think a lot of that, for me, comes from, you know, the um, line between the reality and the surreality and the waking world and the dream world. And I kind of like to live in the middle of those things. <laughs> and I think that's a lot about what Twin Peaks is like, is acknowledging, you know, the unacknowledged. And the next poem I'm going to read to you is called Peoples. And the reason I wanted to read this one is because it is a lot to me. It's about Audrey Horn, who is a very um, interesting character in Twin Peaks and she represents like the privileged girl who has everything except for love but she also um, is very sheltered in some ways but very investigative and I believe that's a very feminine quality because um, living in a patriarchal society we are um, women are not just offered a lot of the same information that men are be that about sexuality or um, you know, even like business things or whatever. I mean, women have to kind of force themselves into places at times and find information in, um, not straight away, but like, you know, through a peephole as Audrey Horn does in the hotel where she learns like adult truths by the things that adults won't tell her by watching their behaviors through peepholes in the hotel. And, um, I think that just represents, you know, like like our journal journey as females a lot of times in the world. 
and also, you know, non-binary individuals, just, you know, when you're the other in a patriarchal society, you're not always um, given access, you know, the way that men are, and so you have to take it, and that's what this poem is about, and I'm going to read it. Peepholes. She learns it all through peepholes, the way you do when you're a girl. Like whispers, sly as uncles' giggles, things they say about the taste of girls down by the river, like she isn't even there. She spies through slats in closets, unicorns. A gift a baldy man bequeaths a teen and lies about its purity. A horned horse grift between her fingers, key of glass to where the girls are dealt like cards and disappear. Their dealer, all in black, the coldest stare, between riddle, reproof, the owner's here. In bed, she waits for truths this place imparts. Her daddy comes to claim his queen of hearts. And um, the last poem that I'm going to read today comes from the last season of Twin Peaks that was done on Showtime. And there was an episode which was, you know, incredibly um, surreal. It really stood out, like, from the season in which, um, you know, there's a big explosion and there's a, a kind of demon figure who comes and leaves like a, a part of himself, like a spawn. And um, we had seen a character who was before a kind of innocent female, um, you know, out on like a this kind of 50s-esque, you know, little um, walk with a boy where she's jealous about a, a girl and they're, you know, just this very innocent, very, you know, um, just serene and, and, and perfect little episode of of um, courtship out of another era. But then she goes into her house and um, this spawn, she starts, you know, she's, you know, listening to the radio, taking off her clothes. The spawn appears and like in her sleep, her mouth opens and she swallows this terrible thing. And it, this scene just, I, I couldn't get over it, you know, and sometimes when I can't get over something, I have to write it. And so I wrote this poem about it and it's called First Demon. A boy who listens, starshine so stark, walks you home after dark. Perfect penny found, it makes you twirl until you stop to talk about that girl. It's all over, he sounds so glad. Once a kiss the first you've had. His mouth that meets a quick retreat. You skip inside on sandal Oxford feet, a sad refrain, a knob you turn. You hum and strip, for him you yearn. The music melts into a voice. You'll listen now, you have no choice. This graveled speech you must obey, mouth you open all the way. Spawn he sends, no noise it makes. Crawls inside lips 
with wings it shakes. What you refused a boy, a demon takes. When I wrote this poem, it was, um, I had so many people write me and, and talk about how it was such a good poem about um, sexual assault, and um, which, you know, I mean, it definitely is a depiction of something happening to a girl sleeping in this, whatever, but I didn't write, I wrote it, you know, I was trying to capture this Twin Peaks episode that I couldn't get out of my head, and it was really imagery-based, but that's the thing about David Lynch is I think he gets those kind of messages in, in, in that way. And it came through in my poetry too, even though I sub, I consciously was not like sitting down to write a poem about sexual assault or anything that had happened to me. I was really reacting to the actual concrete image he had presented. And, but it's, that's the great thing about resonant images is they do so much, um, you know, work for you and so you know like I said this is why we're gonna go to sleep tonight cover ourselves up in our comfy blanket hold our stuffed animal tight my unicorn and I don't know what you have but I hope you have something that makes you feel very safe but then you're gonna go into the dream world and in the dream world who knows what you're gonna find tonight but I hope it's good and I hope it brings you something for your art and something for your life, an answer or an image. And I will see you next week on Kristen Whisper Sonnets. And I'll just say good night. Join me.